Today on the news and why it matters, impeachment hearings round two. Also, uh, Trump released the the transcript of the first phone call with President Zelensky. I don't think it could get any more perfect. It was the most perfect phone call in all of history. We got a lot coming up and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Happy Friday, everybody. We have got a good show lined up for you today. We've got host of Slightly Offensive, Elijah Schaefer, back in the house, doing double duty here. at a double blaze, duty, blaze putting TV. in my time to get the paycheck and get on all that millions of dollars, you know? Yeah. Two days a week. Well, <laughs> I feel like, um, you know, this may be a little safer than your normal uh, videos that you do. Yeah, Pretty people are nicer. Nobody's throwing pee in me at me or like the, no one's bare maced me. Yes. I'm still looking at her. She's like, got me like a weird eye. <laughs> <laughs> she looks suspicious. Uh, and then we've got uh, Ana Paulina Luna, congressional candidate for Florida 13 in the house. <laughs> I, for one, am super excited to have you here. Um, Ana and I have been uh, talking for a while and I've just been dying to get her in studio um, and you know I'm just saying the estrogen level is is raised a little bit and I appreciate it because it's always men here well that we're both conservative Latinas so yes <laughs> yeah two of us but I, no, but I identify as a gay black woman and literally that's not a joke and people don't know this but in the state of California I revoked my gender like fully fully legally so I am a non-binary I have no gender and I'm actually a transgender in the state of California so. <sighs> I'm not joking it was a one piece of I honestly believe you welcome to the club ladies <laughs> thank girls you. night out <laughs> thank you got okay. a lot to get into uh, first we want to thank our sponsor relief factor so relief factor is there for all of you millions of Americans who you just you just walk around in constant pain and you're like well this is life and it kind of sucks. This is depressing. I just like my back hurts all the time. My knees don't function the way that they used to. And life is depressing. Yeah, it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, Relief Factor is 100% drug free. And it's not just masking the symptoms like, you know, pharmaceutical drugs would do. It's actually targeting the inflammation in your body, which oftentimes is the root cause of your pain. You're just putting a Band-Aid on it instead of attacking it at the root cause. Uh, so you can try Relief Factor right now. They have a three-week quick start pack that is $19.95, and 70% of the people who buy that, they go on to keep ordering more because it's working for that many people. It can work for you, uh, and if it doesn't, you're out 20 bucks. But if it does work, you, you get your life changed. You get your life back. You can go to relieffactor.com. Try that three-week quick start pack. It is $19.95. That is relieffactor.com. Or you can call 800-500-8384. I always, I, when I read phone numbers, I'm like, I don't think people actually use the phone for calling. No, they so I'm always the like, links. They yeah. click the links. Yeah, go to the website, and then I, I'm like, yeah. if you use the phone anymore for its original intended <laughs> purpose, then you can use uh, that phone number as well. Um, so... <clears throat> Got a lot to get into. Uh, first, let's let's tackle this uh, transcript of the most perfect phone call. Now, the original transcript between President Trump and uh, President Zelensky that was released was the second phone call that they had. And this was the one where Democrats say, oh, there was quid pro quo. And there wasn't. Correct, right. If you read it, you'll see there wasn't. Right, <laughs> right. Well, but it was implied, Anna. It was implied. I know. And they don't want to let you, you know, know who the whistleblower is. Right. And they don't want to release, you know, their, their hearings. I mean, the whole thing, if you actually think about what they're doing, it's actually scary because 
At the end of the day, they've been moving for impeachment since, what, 16 days after the president basically mm-hmm. won. Mm-hmm. Was it the Washington Post that came out with the article that said, here begins impeachment? And since that, we have spent literally millions of American taxpayer dollars. They failed with the Russian hoax. They sent every single person, female ac- accuser of rape and mm-hmm. molestation against the president. So most of them were proved wrong. And then now you have this. And I think it's really unfortunate because it makes our jobs harder, especially when you're just trying to solve some of the basic problems we have in this country. Mm-hmm. Like the USMCA, the Dems won't even vote on it. They care more about impeaching the president. And it's unfortunate because we suffer. Yeah, it really it really is. It shows you wh- what their priorities are and how much they really care or don't care about oh. the country, uh, really. So this this phone call that they just released, it's just it, it blows my mind that we are, as you said, we're spending all of this time on impeachment. And if you read this this transcript, which is what, four pages, three pages, if you read this, it's basically President Trump saying, hey, congratulations, you just uh, became president, you're president-elect. Zelensky's like, thanks, learned a lot of my tactics from you, worked out, they're all, well, you did a great job. Oh, no, well, you did a great job. Well, I'd love for you to come into my swearing in. Well, I mean, I don't know if I can come in, and we'll see. I might be able to send someone if I can't come in. Uh, And, you know, you should come to the White House sometime. Oh, great, I'd love that. Okay, well, good luck on your speech. All right, bye-bye then. That was it. That was it. And... It just blows my mind that we are talking about impeachment if, uh, if, over over these these phone calls where there's no there there. Yeah, if people don't believe it, highly recommend read it for yourself. Yes. I mean, it's available online. The president literally just tweeted it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate to say that you have to go to his Twitter, but obviously we know right now that if you go to some of the mainstream news sources, you're not going to get the correct information. So I, I tweeted it. You tweeted it? Yeah, I tweeted page, it out. Find it. I'm going to tweet it from your page. Yeah. And so find that information, verify for yourself. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you read it, you'll see that they really are full of it. Mm-hmm. And I hate, they're full of shift. <laughs> right. It really is true, though. And what's interesting is what people don't understand is a good example of how misleading the media is, especially the government and working cooperation with them on something like this, mm-hmm. is that by keeping something a secret or by not uh, basically releasing all the information, they're able to mold the narrative however they want. So, like, for instance, uh, just this last week, there was a um, right-wing protest inside of a turning point event against mm-hmm. Charlie Kirk. Mm-hmm. Okay, but every single major media news outlet took pictures of protesters or counter-protesters who were protesting left-wing protesters. So these are right-wingers that are pro-Trump. They're wearing MAGA hats, and they were actually yelling at left-wingers. So they took those people's pictures and then said there was a protest inside against Donald Trump Jr., which wasn't the case either. Didn't release any clips, any video. They just took a picture. I was there at the event. I I, I saw CNN was rolling that. Yeah, CNN, Newsweek, Huffington Mm -hmm. Post, The Hill. They took a picture from outside, made up what happened inside, and then it made national headlines. They talked about it all day. Mm -hmm. That's what they're doing with this thing, too. And then you actually see what happened, and you go, that's not what happened. Now, I read uh, this one quote in this particular transcript, and while I'm a reasonable, sane person, so I look at at it and say, well, this is nothing, but knowing how the Democrats have acted with this last transcript, knowing how they will just imply something, um, assign intent to something, assign motive without having any sort of evidence to back it up, I looked at this quote from the president where he says, uh, he talks about when I own Miss Universe, they always had great people. Uh, He said, when you're settled in and ready, (laughs) I'd like to invite you to the White House. We'll have a lot of things to talk about, but we're with you all the way. And I read that we'll have a lot of things to talk about and I said 
There it is. They're going to the take Democrat. it out of context. Yeah, they're going to they're going to read that and say, oh, I mean, he was he was going to talk about Joe Biden. He, I really, he that's what he was going to really talk want about. No, though. Why are people focusing if this is really some horrible fence? Well, then what happened when President Obama was caught on a hot mic talking to I believe Putin saying that mm-hmm. I can help you more when I get out of office? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably worse than what we're right. seeing now. And even then. So, I mean, what do you expect world leaders to talk about? They're not going to sit there talking about golf. I assure you that, <laughs> right. especially when you're dealing with, you know, the most powerful country in the world, the United States and the most powerful leader in the world, Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of people are missing this concept. And then when you go to try, try to talk to someone, even on my way here this morning at the airport, I was talking to this woman. She goes, oh, you know, are you a Republican? And it's like, the, it's really sad that people are so tribal with it mm-hmm. now because there's certain things that we can't even fix when we have the good intention to do it all along, but it's because people have become so brainwashed with this and they're not verifying the sources. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, President Obama, um, which... Uh, along with that, we've got Joe Biden when he was vice president on tape, literally bragging about a quid pro quo. Yeah. I mean, but what's really interesting, I think, about this is is that with the criticisms of Trump here, basically people are criticizing him for trying to have good relationship with a country, yeah. by the way, which is in proxy to opposition with Russia. Yes. And if anything, because of the push of trying to get Donald Trump to be harder on Russia, what would probably be the next best decision? I would say go into a proxy country, probably on the border, make a good relationship with the president and try to establish a good long term uh, agreement with them. Yeah, presence with them. Mm -hmm. So by coming to him and saying, hey, man, look, we want to be with you. We understand you got Crimea annexed. There's a lot of insurrection. You have people who are Russian loyalists that are inside of your country. Some of your biggest cities like Odessa have been burned, have been uh, blown up. And hey, let's turn this around. Let's actually make something of it. And then everyone goes, oh, well, we wanted him to be tough on Russia a a month ago. But now that he's actually being friendly with an enemy of Russia, technically, I mean, if you look at it, technically, Ukraine and Russia are not on good terms. Now he's evil again. It's like, make up your damn mind. There's nothing he could do because he's always going to go against what the corrupt establishment in D.C. wants that could ever please them. They're never going to approve of the president. So it's either, you know, moving into 2020, either you understand that, you realize that you might not like how he comes across sometimes on Twitter, but guess what? At least he's honest Mm -hmm. and at least he has the American people's interest at heart. Or you vote for someone who's fake, another suit and tie politician that's probably on both sides of most issues, doesn't really hope to solve anything and is not putting America first. You know, Elijah, I wonder, you just mentioned, you know, Ukraine's relationship with Russia. It's obviously very strained. Uh, Donald, Donald Trump. Technically at war with each other. Right. Do- Theoretically. Donald, yeah. Donald yeah. Trump actually did more for Ukraine to help Ukraine than President Obama did. I mean, President Obama was sending them blankets and, you know, aid, first aid. Uh, you know, so Donald Trump obviously has done much more for Ukraine to help them against Russia than President Obama did. But it, it makes me wonder You know, you say people want him to be tough on Russia and then all of a sudden it's bad that he's tough on Russia. Do you think that's what it is or do you think that they the average American person just does not understand understand. world relations? I don't think they understand. Yeah, it's it's, but it's Russia 2.0, meaning basically I think all politicians realize that one of the primary means of actually beating an opponent is just public opinion. So, I mean, think about this. Even though Donald Trump is not going to probably actually be impeached, even though we're just impeachment hearings. Mm When you tell someone, because no, people don't even realize an impeachment doesn't even mean that you actually are fully removed from office. They, 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 they assimilate that with, okay, cool, he's getting impeached, that means he did something wrong and illegal and he's going to get kicked out. And so what happens, we go into this election, they go, well, maybe Donald Trump helped the economy, but do you really want a dishonest man who's being investigated for impeachment? And they're able to, to move and sway that opinion. So the Russia thing fell flat. It was the biggest conspiracy theory I think this country has seen in the last decade. expensive. Yes. Massively expensive. I mean, and considering the fact of inflation, 
Infowars got deleted. I still think so. I think MSNBC should get kicked off every platform because they peddled they peddled this conspiracy theory, and it actually did probably cost uh, family relationships, life, safety, investigations. People are going to jail over this kind of stuff. And then you look at this, and the, the public doesn't even realize that Ukraine and Russia are like opposing armies. You can't help both at the same time. Mm-hmm. And but the point is, is that he's under investigation for helping a foreign country, which, by the way, is our ally. So I've so, actually, I've, I've actually, when I go talk to people, though, especially people in my district, I've actually heard that there's a lot of new first-time voting Republicans because of what's happening. Nice. You know, going yeah. back to even the Kavanaugh thing, I mean, so many people are exhausted. They see what's happening. I mean, it's one thing to be turned down and called out for the Russia thing, but after the Kavanaugh thing, in addition to finding out what happened with Hillary Clinton, and uh, then you have the creepy thing with Epstein. I mean, how many more things do they just do? the DNC need to happen in order for them to really realize that they've lost the American people and that it's really not even Democrats, it's the leftists, which is a very big difference, right? Because there are some Democrats that still love this country and that are still, for the most part, pro-life, whatever it might be. Um, But when you're kind of looking at it from that perspective, I mean, I'm really hoping that in 2020, and I think that it'll happen, but I think that we're going to regain control of the House. But I want to say we, I mean, the Republican Party, the GOP and conservatives in general. Um, And moving forward, I think that a lot of people are going to be looking to to themselves for independent news sourcing instead of following the mainstream media. It's pretty much killed at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, It is a dinosaur, I would agree. All right, coming up after the break, we have got, uh, we've got more on the impeachment hearings. Part two, I know you you didn't want to actually watch it, so we'll give you the analysis when we come back. (laughs) Cheers. Before we get back into the conversation, we want to thank our sponsor, Black Rifle Coffee Company. Uh, Now, Black Rifle is, of course, a veteran-owned and operated premium small-batch roast-to-order coffee company, you know, just for people who love America, which should be you if you're watching this program. Thank you very much. Um, Black Rifle, we we drink it every morning uh, at my house. And what I love the most about Black Rifle is they have a, a, a roast that is double the caffeine. Which is what I need in the mornings. I don't know about any of you, I'm jittery. but yeah. oh, I need, I need roast. Wait, they don't they don't make the pods, do they? It's just like the bags of coffee usually. That's what I remember. I think they do have pods now. I'm not sure. I'm I'll have to check sure on it. We do. Pods. Yeah, I think that they do. We just do ground coffee. So it's good. Well, the liberals should support them too because there's a big complaint about the pods right now that they're hurting the environment to buy bagged coffee. Mm. So all the activists, vegans, uh, progressives, child transgender activists, just so you know, <laughs> you can also start buying Black Rifle coffee and supporting your country while you tear it down with your ideas. Oh, that's that what better tagline do you need? Black Rifle plug. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, throughout the month of November, for each coffee purchase. Black Rifle will give a bag of their limited time offer holiday roast to the troops overseas to be delivered by Christmas. So you can also do something good uh, for your uh, your military as well. Um, now, they also have the Black Rifle Coffee Club. So you will choose the amount and the blends that you want and they you get a discounted price shipped free directly to your house or office every single month. So <coughs> you got a convenient way to get your coffee. You got a way to support your troops. Like, what are you waiting for? It's a win-win. You got to go to uh, blackriflecoffee.com slash news. If you enter promo code news, you will get 20% off of your nice. first order. That includes the coffee club, you guys. So you got to use you got to use this promo code. It's news at blackriflecoffee.com slash news. Get you 20% off. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. They also have really, really awesome coffee mugs. 
I'm excited. We're just going to do the, the rest of the and program shows. on, on Black, Black Rifle. Rifle. Yeah. Yeah. Commercials. I mean, but the coffee, like, they're very sturdy. They're well-made. You can tell. But I need the pods now because I don't think a lot of people know that because I didn't know. He's stuck on the pods. I know. Well, I, I don't know. also I just, have hoodies, I'm sure. <laughs> like, I got to just put one in the in the activist face right there. So There you go. Oh, um, you're just looking to trigger people. Well, somebody once, oh, this girl once complained. She said one thing that she was upset about with me. It actually triggered her. She's from Portland, Oregon. She was originally from L.A. She moved up there, rides her bike naked, grows out her <laughs> armpit hair. Fine, whatever, freedom, freedom, do what you want. And I remember, like, she wrote on Facebook one day that she was just like really triggered because I took a picture with my Keurig. My sister works for Keurig, and she was like, "How dare you? Like, don't you know what you're doing to the environment?" I was like, "You're triggered by my morning coffee <laughs> roast in a pod." Here's the thing: I don't understand when you're talking to these people, though. It's like everyone can have their different ideas. Like, you don't have to be so rude to someone. And I think that people just get in these, they think it's okay because they're not used to other ideas outside of their little circles of comfort. So, mm-hmm. my apologies. I've, <laughs> I've been out there, I've experienced what Portland has to offer and never again. Well, you're from Oregon, huh? <laughs> no, I, I was stationed out there. Oh, you stationed out there. There you go. Yeah. Uh, all right, so, back to news of the day. Uh, the impeachment hearing. So, former U.S. Ambassador to Ukraine, Marie Yovanovitch, say that three times uh, fast. She was removed by Trump from her post in May of this year, and she, of course, has become a key player in this impeachment inquiry because why not just parade all of these people up on uh, you know, the floor to talk about the things that they don't have firsthand knowledge of? Uh, so here is Yovanovitch, part of her testimony, and uh, she basically just admits that, yeah, I don't have any um, firsthand knowledge of any of this. Um, I don't know why I'm up here. Watch. With that background in mind, I'd like to briefly address some of the factual issues I expect you you may want to ask me about, starting with my timeline in Ukraine and the events about which I do and do not have firsthand knowledge. I arrived in Ukraine on August 22, 2016, and left Ukraine permanently on May 20, 2019. There are a number of events you are investigating to which I cannot bring any firsthand knowledge. The events that predated my Ukraine service include the release of the so-called Black Ledger and Mr. Manafort's subsequent resignation from President Trump's campaign, and the departure from office of former Prosecutor General Viktor Shokin. Several other events occurred after I returned from Ukraine. These include President Trump's July 25, 2019 call with President Zelensky, the discussions surrounding that phone call, and any discussions surrounding the delay of security assistance to Ukraine in the summer of 2019. Uh, So Yovanovitch goes on to say there are a number of events you are investigating to which I cannot bring any firsthand (laughs) knowledge, which I would think would be kind of like the... the A flop. Right, well, that should probably (laughs) be a requirement of getting up in that hearing and testifying is that you actually have firsthand knowledge of all of these supposed crimes. Am I crazy for that? Unless they were put, pitching it as to where they knew the president was going to defend himself and tell the truth on his Twitter because that's his connection and direct line to the American people. And she proceeds to say that she felt intimidated when in actuality, I'm sorry, but if I don't agree with you, I'm standing up for myself, I'm telling the truth, and I believe you're not. That's not intimidation. That's getting the truth out to the American people. And I think there's a big difference there. Yeah, so let's get to that. Let's get to that. Uh, because uh, as Anna said, 
President Trump, because he's President Trump, decided to live tweet during these hearings uh, with Yovanovitch. He said, everywhere Marie Yovanovitch went turned bad. She started off in Somalia. How did that go? Then fast forward to Ukraine, where the new Ukrainian president spoke unfavorably about her in my second phone call with him. It is a U.S. president's absolute right to appoint ambassadors. That is true. Uh, They call it serving at the pleasure of the president. The U.S. now has a very strong and powerful foreign policy. Uh, I have done far more for Ukraine than Obama. Um, I mean, he's not wrong there. They do call it serving at the pleasure of the president. There is, of course, nothing wrong with the president if he's saying I'm giving the State Department directives and they're not following through with them. That's their their job is not to decide whether or not they want to follow through with their boss's orders. You do that anywhere else, you get fired. I'm surprised that they're even going to defend an ambassador when they turn their back on the one in Benghazi. Mm. So that's kind of an Ooh, interesting perspective. That was, that was low but honest. It's and that not was really uh, true. It's that true. Since when do they care eye. about ambassadors? Well, I mean, and Nikki Haley, too, right? When you're talking talking about ambassadors to the U.N., whatever. I mean, they they roast anybody that's out there. But the thing about this woman is that I think is actually extremely funny is just like when AOC had come out and yesterday or whatever and said or the other day and said, you know, we need to impeach him to unite or Al Green, whatever, was saying that, hey, it's basically if we don't impeach him that he's not going to be in office. You just see time and time again that they don't have any evidence. And so all they keep doing is just buying time, Mm -hmm. buying time, buying time. And you and you see this on a regular basis. And, and they, what they're trying to do is they're trying to get people to just hear about this, but it's not catching our interest. Because this poor, this poor woman, by the way, and look at her. And I hate to do ad hominem. I'm not going to attack the way she looks. I'm not. But she looks tired. She's older. She's clearly being used as a pawn. She's being put out there. She doesn't even look genuine that she's actually saying these things. But what, what, what matters the most? It's just taking up airtime, at least on CNN. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, um, Adam Schiff who I guess is monitoring uh, the president's He's He's received tweets. four Pinocchios. Yeah, d- he received four Pinocchios. That is a record. He He's monitoring the president's tweets in the middle of the hearing, I guess. I'm sure he has little minions who do that for him. But he decided to uh, ask Marie Ivanovich during her testimony while President Trump was live tweeting, um, how did her fifis, uh, how were her fifis about President Trump tweeting about her? Watch. Ambassador, um, you've shown the courage to come forward today and testify. Notwithstanding the fact you were urged by the White House or State Department not to, notwithstanding the fact that, as you testified earlier, the President implicitly threatened you in that call record, and now the President in real time is attacking you, What effect do you think that has on other witnesses' willingness to come forward and expose wrongdoing? Well, uh, it's very intimidating. It's (laughs) designed to intimidate, is it not? I I mean, I can't speak to what the president is trying to do, but I think the effect Uh, is to be intimidating. Then why are we talking about it? Well, I want to let you know, Ambassador, that some of us here take witness intimidation very, very seriously. Oh, I can't take it. NCIS. Bing. But look at the guy behind her. Look at the guy behind her. If you saw that, he was just like this. Like, he was like, 
<laughs> like even the people in the room are just like aren't even taking it seriously. But here's, here's the problem: they're actually lying. They're lying on the American taxpayer's dime. This is something that didn't happen. They are using this woman, and they are trying to push the whole bullying aspect. Which I'm sorry, but if you're a sitting ambassador, you were at any point, you're not the type to roll over with the punches. Period. And so that whole thing, it really discredits people that are bullied, that are intimidated on a regular basis. And I'm sorry, but as a woman and someone who's pretty considerate when I look at certain things. There is nothing intimidating about that. He's telling his honest opinion. So since when is that? Just well, I guess facts you would know. too. But it was it was just facts. Like he was just sharing things, and also it kind of corroborates his his idea or his perspective that she wasn't good at what she did. Yes. If she's gonna go turn around, go back on on the on the floor, and then say I'm feeling intimidated by by the president just stating facts about what really happened or what didn't happen. I mean, that shows you probably how she actually was in actuality with her policy and when she was on the field in these countries. If she's intimidated by tweets. Yeah. Take her out of the field. She, she was. This is. She was in Somalia. Okay. <laughs> so if the, I'm not kidding, like if she was oh, actually gosh. intimidated by a tweet, oh, how did she man. make it through Somalia? I'm serious. That's, Somalia's that's a rough a great, country. That's a great well, point. I don't think that's anyone's arguing with you if Somalia is a rough country or not. I'm just saying, like it's. But it's so. It's so played. Like you can see. First of all, Adam Schiff. Real quick, because I gotta go. Yeah, this isn't this isn't my show, but I, I'll say things like this. He looks like a corpse. He looks like a dead man. <laughs> and like you know where they they force the eyes open, and it's just a, it's a scripted corpse talking to a woman who's clearly done a poor job, and she's just taking the bait for the American people. It's really sad. Uh, all right, back in a minute. It does happen. He <laughs> looks like a corpse. You're crazy guy. You know when they like, put the coins in the eyes? <laughs> and the guy's dead. Uh, before we go into overtime, I want to make sure everyone knows where they can find more information about Anna's campaign and donate. Anna? Vote AnnaPaulina.com or on my URL, either on Facebook or Instagram. You can find me there. And you had some issues with uh, social media deleting your links, right? Yeah, oh. so my campaign video was censored. I had it removed 28 times, my do- donation link. It's been Ugh. a whole battle. All right, I want to get into that after the break. I want to talk about that. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Before we get back into the news of the day, I just I want to press you a little bit about what's been going on uh, with social media and Instagram. They're they're removing your donation link. So when I first announced towards the end of the quarter and how it works for fundraising is as a candidate, you have quarters and then you have your quarterly goals and then you have your primary and then your general election. So I announced towards the end of the quarter in September and what ended up happening is from the time that I announced, my Instagram link was removed 28 times. Yeah. And so I started messaging Facebook and they said, it's a bug, it's a bug, it's a bug. It's always a bug. I would get pushback. They censored my video because they said it was a danger to the community. And mind <gasps> you, it's my life story. In addition to me saying that I'm a veteran, they were suppressing my tweets. They were suppressing my video. They wouldn't let me run uh, targeted Facebook ads, our digital marketing team. So I think what it is, is, you know, I'm a grassroots candidate. I was largely relying on my social media to raise money, and I have, but they're doing everything they can to try to suppress that. So if people can donate, every dollar counts. I mean, those small dollar donations, if you guys really want to make change in D.C., you need candidates that aren't controlled by corporate lobbyists. And really, that's what it comes down to. That's what just drives me nuts about all of these uh, social media policies. You mentioned Facebook, but Instagram, who I guess they're kind of the they're same owned, now, right? Yeah. They're owned by the same the same parent company. But um, I, I posted a video saying that I believed that letting a very young child 
gender transition is child abuse. Now, I backed it up, right? I didn't just, I'm not just going and spewing hatred, but someone actually reported it and Instagram took it down because it violated their community standards um, because what typically constitutes as hate speech on Instagram is any speech that criticizes someone else's <clears throat> way of life. And well, I'm here's, like, here's so would you, so what if I was criticizing a pedophile whose way of life is preying on young children? Would that be hate speech too? That's an interesting tie because I do have friends that are gay that absolutely don't agree with that either. Yeah. And if you look at the scientific yeah. evidence, your brain's not fully developed until exactly. you're 25, but at least wait till that person's an adult and then let them decide on their own, not when they're a child. And then they have the puberty transition. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many things that happen mm-hmm. that you just don't want to mess with at that age. But then on top of that, I actually had a tweet out, re- this was a while ago because I came across an article that was written, I think, by Harvard Mental Health. And it said that pedophilia is an orientation, and it's not. Mm -hmm. Being a pedophile is not okay. (laughs) That's not normal. It's not an orientation. It's not the L or the G at all. And there's a lot of lesbians and gays that don't, or or the T, that don't agree with that. And so I made a tweet, and I said, the LGBT community is being used to normalize this. It's Mm -hmm. not okay, which gay people in that community will tell you. They don't agree with that. It's offensive. And someone tried to say that I was calling lesbians and gays pedophiles, which I was not. So it's just it's interesting because you try to stand up to this stuff and they will just pick and choose what they want. And then, you know, from there on, then you just like you, you just you have just to their mercy. But, but it, doesn't, it doesn't matter, though. And what you were saying about the bug thing is really important because um, besides just like the actual general, like what people don't realize of like, you know, just removing videos and stuff like with these links and these bugs. For instance, like on my channel, we used to get more views on videos with a fourth of the subscribers. And what happened is, is, is the algorithms suggest your video based on the amount of live views that you get uh, versus registered views. So registered views show up on a video, mm-hmm. could say 20,000 in the first couple hours, but really you got 50,000 and they just have this back end where they're making sure they're not bots that are giving you the views, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. So however, the, the recommendations off that, but I've, I've had uh, an entire month and a half about last month and a half where sometimes the live views would say zero and it would say sorry nobody's clicking on this video or people aren't watching this video so the videos would so go nowhere mode. and then I and I wrote them and I wrote them and the same thing they go oh it looks like there's a bug on your profile and I think that's where uh, an, a YouTuber named Hunter Avalone was going there's not really suppression or censorship of, of, of conservatives and I go maybe maybe you're right on the fact that People like, you know, they have like 13 followers and they go, I'm getting shadow banned. Right. Maybe it's because you have 13 followers, your, your post isn't getting anywhere. But the way that, that things that seem to only be happening to conservatives, yes. and they always call it bug, it's a bug. And you go, I've never seen you I release this bug. Yes. I need raid. Yeah, exactly. Well, I never, I I never saw you say bug. anything. Well, they never say anything publicly. So it's like, this is a bug that's affecting a bunch of people. Where's your press release? Yeah. Where's this, hey, by the way, sorry, your links are getting it's taken down. It's very interesting, too, that it would affect a candidate with, you know, who has been very outspoken doing some of the activist work that I have at the national level and not other people mm-hmm. that are, you know, more invested in the corporate side of things so yeah. it's it's a very interesting thing that happens but i can't say that since i've made kind of a stink about it they've left me alone a little bit but um well I but mean, i mean you're you are lucky that you have the following that you have yeah. because i think that that's probably their only i've heard a lot of people, motivation I've for heard, actually stopping right yeah and i've heard a lot of people that are conservative candidates that have smaller numbers trying to run in california trying to run in las vegas and texas and they can't. And it's unfortunate because those are the types of people that we need to be funding. Those are the new blood that Congress needs. And if you really believe in this nation, you should put your money where your mouth is and help fund some of these candidates. It doesn't necessarily have to be me, but go out, reach out, whether it's a local race, whether it's a federal race. I mean, get involved because if you don't, you're simply part of the problem. Mm-hmm. And for someone like me, all those small dollars donations. I mean, I got a $25 donation last night from a plumber. I mean, and the fact that that man took the time to like donate to my campaign, that makes a difference. And that's right. the type of people that really 
really donated and are backing the president. So I take it with a grain of salt. I'm obviously have a huge um, hand in the grassroots aspect of things, even with the activism portion. So I'm not going to obviously give up without a fight, but I need the donations. Yeah. So donate to my campaign. That is com, And that's two ends for those of you who are listening yes. on podcast. <laughs> uh, all right. So back to news of the day. Uh, Santa Clarita. As we know, there was a uh, very tragic shooting that took place at I, Saugus, I think I you say, Saugus it High School. Um, I, no disrespect. I hope that I pronounced that correctly. Um, so 16-year-old uh, fatally shot two classmates, wounded three others, uh, and then the suspect shot himself in the head with his last bullet during the 16-second attack on Thursday morning. And uh, last we read at the time of this taping, he was in grave condition. Um, now, this area is 30 miles northwest of downtown Los Angeles. And, um, you know, the Democrats are already using this to move on gun control measures, which was blocked by the uh, the Republicans. Um Want to get your take on on this on this situation, which, you know, we do want to be sensitive to those who, you know, lost cl- uh, classmates, family, friends, just a, an awful situation all around. Um, Kamala Harris was out. I guess you would say campaigning off of it. I, I want to get yeah. I want to get your take on it. Let, let me show you a clip uh, really quickly of. Kamala talking to students who are obviously very frightened that this is going to happen to them. Watch. Thank you. Thank you so much for everything you do for high schools. I was scared every day. So here's the thing. You're right to feel that way, but you also have to remember that we're all in this together, okay? You always have to remember that you're not alone. Do you hear me? You always have to remember that. Okay? No, baby, you're not gonna die. You're not, you're not. And we're gonna be smart and we're gonna we're gonna fight and win. We are gonna win and we're gonna take on the people who are just failing to have courage. Okay? We're gonna do this. Alright? We're up for this fight. You remember that, yes? You remember and also remember something. It's a sign of strength. <laughs> no, wait, listen to me. It's a sign of strength to have emotion. So never apologize for having emotion either. You understand me? Um, really, uh, you know, intense moment between Kamala and this young student. Really what struck me, though, uh, Elijah, you look like you're, you're ready to go off on this, but... She said, you're right to feel this way. She said, I don't I don't want to die. You know, I don't want this to happen in my schools. And she said, you're right to feel this way. And I just I'm like, no, actually, you're not right to feel this way, because if you actually look at the statistics, we are hyping up school shootings in the mainstream media. But school shootings have gone down. School shootings have gone down. We were more likely to be involved in a school shooting than kids nowadays. But you don't realize that because you're listening to the mainstream media twist the statistics and add all of these other shootings that might take place on school property and pump it up. And you've got this, the, these students who are terrified unjustifiably. I, I'll just jump in before you. Yeah, quick. So I, in, uh, tw- when I graduated from high school, I'd gone to at that point, six high schools. And one of the high schools I went to was Venice high school. And I was on campus when there was a school shooting with a black and a Hispanic gang. And so that took place in the parking lot, and the gentle, the boy that was shot, he ended up dying on campus. Wow. And so I was actually at a school that something similar mm-hmm. happened to. That was also in Los Angeles, 
it never once occurred to me that firearms were the issues because I realized that people are going to do that kind of stuff to begin with. So mm-hmm. having been somewhere where at the time they were still pushing the same firearms legislation, it didn't stop anything. And frankly, I've met Kamala Harris, and I'm telling you that she's opportunist. Oh, she's yeah. never going to win as president, especially not pulling it 2%. She will say what she can and do for the cameras. But when I pressed her on issues of women and children dying at the border and being raped and trafficked, she wanted nothing to do with it because I wouldn't take a selfie with her. So mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, she's a bad human being, and I will tell that to her face again on camera. Yeah, and speaking, speaking of Kamala, <laughs> I mean, I was, I was covering one of her uh, recent rallies. She barely filled up half of the gymnasium in a local uh, high school. She couldn't even fill up the other half. They had to close the bleachers because she couldn't fill up a gymnasium. So you're talking about her support's obviously not there, but on top of that, what pisses me off the most about this is, okay, when I was a... My first day of junior year, a kid got stabbed in the back of the head at school, okay? This is L.A. schools. This is just a part of... People don't realize this is part of living in L.A. Yeah, L.A. Uh, 10 years ago is not the L.A. it was today. Right. I would say, I mean, this, this was gang-related, right? We had gangs on campus. They, they, this is just how it worked, right? But getting into this, it's like, when you look at this story, the reason why I think it's just so ridiculous is you're talking about an Asian kid with a handgun... And you're not hearing any of these laws are not about preventing Asians with handguns from killing people. It's all about white supremacists with AR-15s or these gun class that everyone keeps talking about, these assault rifles, these, these uh, guns of Weapons war. Weapons of war, yeah. Weapons of war. And so, you know, my point is, is like, is it's not to trivialize this, but if your whole point is it's white supremacy leading this, it's these assault rifles, well, what, do you, what do you do with an Asian kid with a handgun? This is not a case of, you know, none of the, none of the laws in California, some of the strictest gun laws, by the way, mm-hmm. in the entire union, other like in a, as a statewide uh, ban, it's very hard to get a firearm in California, actually. Most of, most of the stores in other states that sell guns don't sell guns in California. You have to wait days, weeks, you have to take tests. It's very difficult, by the way, background checks, etc. So it's like when you look at the situation, how dare you come in here and say... Politicize it. Yeah, this is, this is, for, this is, to, ban, this is to ban things. And that, that's how you get the stupid knife bans in, in uh, London okay. and whatnot, because you start going... Like, you start taking it too far. There's a symptom of mental health in our country that we're not talking about. I mean, there's more than this. But There's also sociopathic problem. behavior with people like Kamala that are choosing to use that time to go to the school and basically campaign on that. I'm serious. I love this out of you. No, but I do. I know. I love this out of you. Get her. Get her. Okay. And so I'm like, I'm not even, I'm I'm very tired of it because having lived through something like that and having worked for a very long time at Turning Point with Kyle. Okay. Kyle was one of the Mm. Parkland shooting survivors and Turning Point, I've heard his story time and time again and Turning Point was very good about sharing his story and what he went through. And you talk to some of these people and it's really disgusting that it's one-sided and that they'd use it for a political agenda. They don't really care about the families. I'm sure Kamala didn't take time to go talk to She was to a family. lefty looking kid. Now, I'm not, I'm not I, by the way, I'm not attacking a child here, but I want to say that typically a lot of times the way you look can, can relate sometimes to your views. And so what you see is most of the kids around there are just looking normal. Then there's this girl, which by the way, being a teenager is a confusing time. I get it. it you, you don't make sense of a lot of things, right? A guy breaks up with you or whatever for a I girl. I was a scene kid, so I'm sure you probably would have not ever Stabbed me right Stab stab, stab, my heart to die. No, but I meant, but I meant like, like you know, this is a, this is a volatile time. And so to come up to a teenager who has the nose piercing, mm-hmm. has the real LA lefty hair. I mean, p- plus kids tend to fall more progressive because of media, and they're not aware of, of ideas. And you go she there, should you know, have not used that to plug her presidential campaign. Well, you, you, she singled them out. Yeah. None of the kids were crying. She, she found said, this one we're kid. We're going to win the presidential. I don't care what you're campaigning on. You don't go up to a kid that's crying and say, we're going to win my presidential and say, I love you and get it on camera and then promote it. That's disgusting. Well, and then imagine how this poor girl is going to feel when 
Kamala doesn't win, which she won't. She's gonna think she's gonna die. Yes. She's like because oh, we're Kamala gonna die. was the one who said, I, "I will save you when I win. We're gonna fix this. We're gonna be." What smart. is she gonna do? She doesn't even have it. She doesn't have actual real policy. Well, here's the thing. This is propaganda. Yeah. No, this it is. is. Well, because propaganda. because if you look at it objectively, you're like, okay, well, the 16 year old didn't have the gun legally to begin with. So how are more laws making it more illegal going to solve this? And the, he, he broke all like, yeah. well, it, murder is also on the books as being illegal. And he I didn't think, quite care about that either. I think if people actually want to make it, I'm very serious about this, is that if you engage in something like this, whether you are a child or adult, death sentence. And I know that that sounds weird, but if we had harsher rules of punishment for this, guarantee people wouldn't be doing it. Because when you hold people responsible at a moral level, usually things tend to change across the board. Right, and they want to hold gun manufacturers responsible, parents responsible. It's always, there's a, there's a self-deflective responsibility that they don't like to put on the individual of the shooter. Mm-hmm. And they don't look at, like, this person usually had so many signs and symptoms, and I don't know the exact percentage, you probably would, of how, how many of these shootings there's signs, and even the FBI is aware of a lot yes. of these things, too, of kids looking at different websites, getting different information. But I'm, that's all I'm saying is that in our country, when you're looking at this, the problem is, is when you're saying guys and girls are the same, when you're saying that pr- progression is living the sexual experience that you want your identity is your sexuality you're forgetting the other parts of humanity too to look out for things like someone's well-being to wow. stop being so plugged into this and right. ask them how they're doing right. yeah. and just, yeah, but just seeing that and so with like a kid it's like when you're telling a kid and you tell a young guy that he's the same as a woman mm-hmm. and you're not addressing like the innate the, how men are aggressive or masculinity mm-hmm. yeah he doesn't have any outlets plus you're talking about you're not, you don't care about the home marriage doesn't matter do what you want divorce chase who you want. He comes up in a broken home. Plus, with this mental health issue, you tell him that the ultimate way he can find freedom is by expressing his sexuality, looking at the, the whole, ignoring the spirituality entirely. You're setting up our kids for absolute chaos and madness. Plus, you tell them there's no God. You tell them that they come from a monkey. And then you, you kind of question, oh, why do they act like animals? I mean, I'm just saying, it's like you're setting up a society to crumble under its own, un, own weight. And I, I don't think we can blame the guns for that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Before we go, want to get your quick thoughts on um, Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood of Washington has a brilliant idea to regain support after losing a dramatic battle in Clark County. Um, So they are now doing uh, an all ages slash genders pole dancing fundraiser. Mm. (laughs) Yes. uh, Where they will have a sex workshop featuring, quote, clitoris and pleasure education and erotic pole dancing i don't know why everyone's so fixated on that like don't you guys read books or have something else i don't just sit home like that's actually i think a sign of like some form of like mental illness and i say that because i never walk up to someone and say excuse me but would you tell me about your sex like i have so much going on on a regular basis i don't know why this is a common topic of discussion other than that they really need donations and they're trying to get headlines clitoris pleasure like how's how's your clitoris i I seriously think this is well but but, i think it's just like the children too yeah this is a pr tactic because i think that they know any person in their right mind i don't care if you're right or left democrat republican is going to be like that's really weird like i don't know there may be some crazy lefties who are like yeah i feel like most people are kind of just like that's just awkward and so i think that the more that we talk about it the more that we give them attention so like with stuff like that i look at that and i'm like you know someone actually thought of that they're probably really sick Mm -hmm. and i'll just pray for them and leave it at that (laughs) elijah your thoughts yeah, um, I would have to say this, you know, I'm not going to say it's particularly, but I have, a, I have a niece and I know that like my, my sister, my brother-in-law, they're, they're really far left 
individuals, like real big lefties, and I love them. They live here in Texas. Part of the reason they had their Beto signs out previously and whatnot, I know you guys probably mm, hate this. Um, but I was going to say that, you know, what's interesting is my niece has like, grown up in a progressive family. I know that she thought it was like, you know, originally she's like, oh, with these guys, these like with boys marrying each other and stuff, she thought it was gross. But my sister's telling her, no, that's normal. That's, that's not, you know, that's not weird or anything like that. And I think kids naturally are not thinking about all these weird things. And I, I'm not against adults doing consenting what they want behind closed doors. Fine, have your freedom to do what you like. But I mean, when you're trying to engineer kids to understand, I mean, by the way, my wife was a virgin when we married. It's like, she was an adult and she's not going to classes exploring clitoris pleasure. Yeah. Like, I mean, let get married. Stop hypersexualizing children. It's yes. disgusting. Yes. Yes. That's that's the key here. You've it's got the hypersexualization of children and that's just weird. Yeah, you've that's got weird. drag queens going around shaking their asses at But even adults though, like what happened? Like, like it's like, just because you're an adult doesn't mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to hear about do you, anyone else You're married. Do you want to go to a clitoris pleasure I don't. Some people (laughs) teach their own, but honestly, like you draw the line at the kids and there's, you know, when you look at from a a psychology standpoint, usually children that have been molested or experienced sexual trauma have a hyper hyper Mm -hmm. interest in sexuality. Most children don't. And so why would you, if then, so a lot of times abuse happens in private and a lot of times yeah. parents don't know. So why would you then encourage something that could actually bring out a childhood trauma? I just, it's not a good idea. Yeah. And that's where we on both sides, I think need to just be like, hey, we're drawing the line here. As adults, do whatever you want. If you want to be right. a rock, go be a rock. But like, <laughs> w- leave the kids alone. Leave the kids alone, people. Uh, yesterday's poll question, did yesterday's impeachment help Republicans, Democrats, or nobody. So this was, of course, referring to Wednesday's impeachment hearings, not today's. Uh, 73% of you said Republicans. 24% said nobody. 3% said the Democrats. What were you guys watching? The Democrats looked like fools up there. Yeah, I think uh, the ratings were th- only 13 million people tuned in. Really? I, th- I think that was the number. Wow. I mean, it's I, I got to say, thought, it is, but, but I got to say. The grand scheme no, of I know. I'm just like, I didn't know. I, that who, is, who wants to follow this? That is literally 13 of Grant's typical liberal pages that tuned in for that. Not a lot. Right. Oh. It's like a couple meme pages. Not a lot. That is like a bad day for the Kardashians. Okay, because it's multi-network, right? I mean, you're yeah. talking about this is across. MS, I mean, this is all yes. of their platforms. Yeah, and they all carried it. Good. It I hope they lose advertisers. They learned something. Yeah. All right. Today's poll is former ambassador Yovanovitch a credible witness? I mean, I don't know. Maybe if you she think- was honest about not knowing anything. She was. That's true. As far as the whole, you know, let's impeach a president over secondhand, thirdhand knowledge. <laughs> not so sure that that uh, qualifies, Elijah. Um, is she a credible witness? Well, I'll let people decide that. Uh, I will say, though, that I am worried that she's been under a lot of stress. She was losing hair. I get it. You get older. It's a struggle. I'm just saying she's been under a lot of stress. She's had a lot of experience, and she didn't lie. So uh, the fact of her just saying, I don't know anything, is exactly what I would have expected her to say. And so I hope for the best of her. I hope she keeps her hair. I hope she gets that product from yesterday. I can't, can I plug products again? Is that hair replacement product? Well, they said it's for men only, but it's for women too, Ivanovich. Please use our Blaze products. Keep stuck Find on. links from yesterday's show. Enjoy yourself. That's a free plug for that brand. Oh. Slightly offensive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a reminder. Slightly offensive with Elijah Schaefer available on blazetv.com. Whether you like it or not, let us know what you think. You can go to the Blaze's Twitter. That is at the Blaze. Thanks for being here, you guys, especially this extra dose of estrogen. I've loved it. Don't forget, vote on Apollina.com. We'll see you guys Monday. Thanks for tuning in. Cheers. <laughs> To get my job on that one, guys. Coffee. <laughs> that is funny. I, there's like three segments that I know. 
Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.